Amen. Amen. Can we give those young people another hand clap of appreciation this morning? Didn't they do an awesome job? <laughs> now, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. I would never have been able to have done what those great folks just did. One more time, let's give them a big round of appreciation. Amen and amen. You know, I believe it was culture celebration last year was our last regular, I guess you'd say, worship service here at ICC before COVID hit. I think we had one other Sunday where we had to cap it at 200 or 250, but that this was the last service we had right before everything just kind of went bonkers. And we had a great time last year, and I tell you what, I feel the Lord here today, don't you? I feel God here today, folks. I believe, church, with all of my heart that God is looking down on ICC today and smiling. I think he's got a big old smile on his face. Because you know why? This is what heaven is about. That's right. This is what heaven is about. All cultures, all races, all nationalities coming together under one banner, who is Jesus Christ the Lord who saved us all. Amen. We all have a reason to shout, don't we? We all have a reason to rejoice this morning because we know the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead and love on Jesus for a while, why don't you? Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We glorify your great name today. Thank you for being a God who saves, a God who redeems, a God who delivers and has no respect of person. Praise the name of the living God today. What a beautiful crowd we have here this morning. Thank you for choosing to come out. Thank everyone joining us uh, through the broadcast today, those who are joining us that way. Welcome. Thank you for being with us for this very special day here at ICC. It's very special for a whole lot of reasons that I, I don't even need to, uh, I don't even need to get into this morning, but very special because you're here. God is here. What else do we need? The presence of God. I want to say thank you to everyone who made uh, this a possibility this morning. I know there was a lot of hard work that went into preparing for this day on top of as complicated as it is, but especially dealing with COVID situation, COVID stipulations, making sure everybody stays safe and all. It becomes quite a feat. Thank you so much for all that you do. Can we give all those who made this possible today a hand clap of appreciation? Amen. Amen and amen. I just want to share a couple of things. Next Sunday, I'm beginning a new sermon series entitled Beating the Odds. Beating the Odds. This whole series is surrounded by the Bible account of David and Goliath and going up against the impossible, but knowing that God is faithful who will deliver the giants of our lives into our hands if we will trust and believe 
in him. That's beginning next Sunday, beating the odds. Don't want to forget about that. The only other thing I want to mention, every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, uh, we do a get acquainted class. Right now we're doing it all through Zoom. We're not meeting here in the building. Uh, we're talking about that now, working out some of, some of those details. But right now we're doing it all on Zoom. If you would like to be a part of that, my wife and I, we teach it. And you know what? We've had such a, haven't we had a good time in Get Acquainted class? We've really enjoyed getting to know some folks uh, through that avenue, that venue. And it has been a wonderful time of getting to know one another, uh, share us having an opportunity to share about the vision of International Community Church and what God is doing in and through our church people, even in the midst of COVID, God is still moving. Aren't you glad that God is still moving no matter what? Nothing that the devil can do about it. God is still moving. God is still saving. God is still blessing. God is still delivering. That's the God that we serve today. He does not change. Circumstances may change, but the God we serve, folks, does not change. Will you stand with me as we do our Bible pledge together? I want to share for about 15 or 20 minutes. Don't time me. <laughs> I'm actually timing myself, believe it or not. I want us to do our Bible pledge together as a church body. Can we do that right now? Here we go. This book is the infallible word of God. Christ is its star, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. This book declares that God loves me as I am, but will not leave me where he finds me. I am not what I can be, but I am not what I used to be. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do, and I can be all that it says I can be. In Jesus' name, and the whole church said, Amen and amen. Please remain standing for the reading of our text. Our text is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 1 and following. The word of God says, Paul, the apostle Paul writing to us here, and he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity, say unity, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Let the people pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to anoint our ears to hear today and anoint our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into our hearts and lives today. Let us forever be changed by the power and the anointing and by the truth of your divine word. And don't let one of us leave this place today the same way we came. No, not one. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Before you see it, look at somebody, wave at them real big, smile real big, and say, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? 
And yes, it is. You know what? I could go home right now. I know I'm not dismissing, so don't get excited. But I could go home right now and say, it has been good to be in the house of the Lord. I think, can we give our young people one more hand clap? They deserve it. All these guys deserve it. Thank you so very, very much. What a blessing. What an inspiration to see what God is doing in and through the young people of ICC. Kingdom principle of today's message is this. The God who made us all loves us all. Amen. Amen. It's all right. Give him a hand clap of praise. He deserves it. Let me say that again. The God who made us all loves us all. How many of you know this morning that the ground is level at the foot of the cross? I said the ground is level at Calvary. Aren't you glad we serve a God who has no respect of person? We love and serve a God who sees us as his children and he sees us all through his eyes. And I want you to know today that God sees us through the eyes of love. The Bible says God is love. And what God desires out of us, especially more so out of the church than the world, what God desires out of the church is that we love people the way God loves people. That we love whosoever. That we love anybody and everybody. Because Christ came to die for all of us. You know what the Bible says? Even while we were still sinners. Do you know that before we were ever conceived in our mother's womb, Jesus had already bore our sin on the cross of Calvary. Before we were ever were ever brought into this life, this earth, before we were ever saved, let alone saved, before we were ever saved and before we ever received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Christ had already bore our sins on the cross of Calvary. Why? Because God is love. The sin of elitism is defined as pride and belonging to a select or favored group of people based on their race, culture, or economical status. Here at ICC, you know that we teach that things such as racism, things such as favoritism, which is just another form of racism, by the way, favoritism, prejudice, elitism, are all sins of pride that defile all of us. You know, the Word of God teaches us that there is truly only one race, and that is the human race. And when Jesus died on the cross, friend, he died for everybody. Every person of every color of skin, of every nationality, every social group. Jesus died for all of us. And you know what? It is the sin of racism, the sin of prejudice, the sin of elitism, the sin of favoritism for that matter has been a plague upon humanity itself since sin entered the world long, long ago. But here we find in the word of God in the book of Galatians chapter 3 
Two verses of scripture there where the apostle Paul writes, and I want you to listen to what he says. Paul wrote and said, there is neither Jew nor Greek. Can somebody say amen? Amen. There is neither slave nor free. Say it again. There is neither male nor female. Say it again. For you are all, what's the word? One. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now look, I don't have one drop of Jewish blood in me. I did the DNA testing and ancestry just out of curiosity, and there's not one drop of Jewish blood in me. But I can stand here today and tell you that I belong to Christ the Messiah because I have received him into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. When Jesus Christ came into this world, he suffered everything that he suffered, unspeakable brutality of the cross of Calvary, shed his own blood, bore the sins of this world for every single one of us. That whosoever, say whosoever, that whosoever will could come and make Christ their Lord and Savior and become ushered into the family of God. We're family today, church. We're family by blood. I don't mean our human blood. I'm talking about none other than the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Let the church give God praise for the blood that saves us all. Jesus Christ entered this sinful, broken world in order order to uproot the spiritual strongholds that exist in this world. When I talk about spiritual strongholds, I'm talking about strongholds that Satan has used humanity's own sin in order to establish strongholds of sin like racism, like prejudice, like wickedness that separate and isolate all of us from God, number one, and from each other, secondly. Sin separates us from God, our creator, but sin also separates us from one another. Sin is what brings violence and dissension in this world today. Sin is what causes strife and pain and suffering in our homes, in our marriages, in our families. This is what sin does. Do you know what? Sin subtracts and it never adds. Sin divides and it never multiplies. But Jesus Christ, the King of glory, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, has come into this world and suffered and died on the cross and rose again the third day in order to be the antidote. The antidote. The bomb of Gilead, as the word of God refers to him as. That means he is the medicine above all medicine. Jesus is the answer to this world's dilemma. Jesus is the answer to this world's division. Jesus is the answer to the schisms that divide us as peoples throughout the world. Racism is not something that one is born with. Racism is something that one is taught. 
Let that never be the case at International Community Church. Let ICC teach the Word of God, which teaches us unity in the name of Jesus and by the enabling power of the Holy Ghost. Unity in God. Unity in Jesus Christ. In Christ, we are one. Can somebody shout hallelujah this morning? Let me say it again. I said the ground is level at the foot of Calvary. There is only one who is truly worthy to be praised today. There is only one who is truly worthy to receive our worship. There is only one who is truly worthy to be sing about and shouted about and celebrated today. And his name is what? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, say that name again. Jesus, one more time that the devil can hear you. Jesus, Jesus is his name. And we are one in Christ this morning. Let the church give God praise in this house today. We believe that church just isn't something that we attend, but church is something that we are. We we don't just go to church, folks. We are the church. The true church is not a monument. I love this saying. The true church is a movement. That means the Spirit of God is living and breathing inside the church. I don't even mean this building, but I'm talking about we as individuals who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God who lives and dwells inside of us all. That's why that I can talk to someone who may predominantly speak another language. We we just had fellowship just a couple of days ago with some friends of ours from another country down in Central America. But it felt like family because we we had the, the commonality of God's spirit in us and among us. There is something about the presence of God that makes us Not only a family in name, but it allows us to do what we're doing right now. We're here celebrating the goodness of God, representing so many different nations, so many different nationalities, so many different cultures. How can we do that? Because the God that we serve is real. The God that we know today is alive, and he is alive forevermore. First of all, I want you to know that ICC is a community. We are a community of believers. God doesn't just call us to believe, church. God calls us to belong. You belong here. You belong in this family here at ICC. Our church family here consists of people from all over the world, different backgrounds, different cultures, different nationalities, Everywhere you look in our world today, there are signs that people are hungry for community. They tell me that the the world population is growing by leaps and bounds, but despite all of that, there are more people who are lonely than there ever has been before. I said people are hungry for fellowship. People are hungry for community. People are hungry for a sense of family. 
That's why I believe that one of the reasons why this plague that we have been experiencing over the last several months is an attack of the enemy. Satan is trying to isolate the people of God from the community of the believers. We are a community here at ICC. Look, if there was ever a question in my mind before, and there never was, but if there would have been a question, I can stand here today and tell you there is no question now. I need you. We need one another. Can somebody say amen? We need community. We need family. We need to be together, fellowship together, pray together, worship together, cry together, rejoice together, shout together, dance together, rejoice in the Lord together. Because we are a community of believers. Look around you this morning. You see these beautiful faces here among us. This is family. We are the family of God. And if you don't necessarily like the person a couple of aisles over, learn to like them because if you're a child of God, you're going to be spending eternity together whether you realize it or not. At least I trust that you're going to be there. <laughs> Look, we're going to be together for a long, long time. And we're going to worship the Lord together forever, just like we're doing right here, right now. God has placed, I believe with all of my heart, church, that God has placed ICC here to meet the need of community. Church community is the antidote for the isolation that the sins of racism and prejudice bring upon this society. This is where the world can find unity. The unity is found in none other than the presence of Almighty God. And while we have had to make some extreme adjustments in the midst of this pandemic that we're dealing with right now, we must all remember that Christ's church is still called by God to be a community of believers. And look, we've got people joining us through the broadcast, we thank you for joining us through the broadcast. We've got people who have underlying health issues that we totally understand the precautions that they justifiably and should take in order to protect their own health and well-being. And look, we are right there with you. We want you to be safe. We want you to take every precaution for your own protection and well-being. But as soon as we can, as soon as you feel safe, as soon as you think that this is the time, we want you to come back. We want you to come back into the building to worship the Lord together. Now look, we're not going to ostracize you if you don't anytime soon. You're still a part of our family. But all I'm saying is there is an importance for us to be a community of believers. Amen. We need to come together as the family of God because Satan is going to look or is looking for an opportunity to isolate us from one another. Friend, he, I believe Satan has used every uh, piece of weaponry in his arsenal over the last year or so especially to divide the whole world. 
not only divide the whole world, but especially divide the church. But thank God, the God of heaven today, that we can come here this morning and say, Satan, you're a liar. The truth is not in you. We are unified in the person of Jesus Christ. And we are enabled by the power of the Holy Ghost who dwells here among us. I can say to you that ICC is a unified church and a unified family in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning for his blessings and his favor on us. The Bible describes Satan as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You know what a lion does? A lion goes into a herd of animals and a lion picks out, he, he sits there and he, he studies that group of animals and he picks out the weak. And then he waits because he knows that that weak one sooner or later is going gonna, is gonna to stray away from the rest of the fold. And he waits until that weak one isolates himself from, every, from the rest of the herd. And then when he sees that they're isolated by themselves... He goes in for the attack. That's exactly what Satan wants to do to the church of Jesus Christ today. He wants to isolate us from one another. He wants us to shut ourselves off from the community of believers because when he knows we're isolated, sooner or later, we're going to grow weak. And when we grow weak, we're going to become easy prey for the devil. I said we need community, community just like this here today, here at ICC. You see, isolation renders us vulnerable. Isolation renders us vulnerable to Satan's temptation. Isolation renders us vulnerable to Satan's schemes. Satan loves to play head games with us. Satan, let me tell you something, Satan will talk to you. Satan will talk to you. He, he'll get in your ear as a child of God. He will get into a child of God's ear and he will tell you all kinds of lies vicious lies. And you know what he's doing? He is always trying to set us up against one another. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us to God in heaven and he accuses us to one another. He is always trying to set us up against one another. He is always trying to divide the children of God because Satan knows well, even as Jesus put it, that a divided house cannot stand. But praise God, as we commit ourselves to community, as we commit ourselves to unity, as we commit ourselves as one in the name of Jesus Christ, there is nothing that the enemy can do to separate us because the blood of Jesus Christ is the glue that holds us all together. Can somebody give God praise in the house of the Lord this morning? We already lived in the culture of isolation. We already lived in a community that, that liked to isolate themselves, but understand, there are, once we become an island of isolation, we be, make ourselves vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. The Bible teaches us not to be isolated from one another, not to be alone, but to be together, experiencing life together with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as a community 
a believer. Secondly, ICC is a hospital for the hurting. Did you know that? We are a hospital for the hurting. ICC is here to serve as a spiritual hospital for those who are indeed hurting, those who are wounded emotionally, maybe even spiritually, those who are distraught, those who are despised, those who are downcast, and those who are rejected by our society. Jesus said in Mark 2 and 17, listen to the words of Jesus, those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Do you know that International Community Church is here for the sinners? We are here for those who are lost and dying in their sins. ICC echoes the call that is printed on our Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor, which proclaims, give me your tired, give me your poor. Your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tippets tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. We at International Community Church are not worried about where you come from. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you've done, but we are much more concerned as the church of Jesus Christ about where you're headed. I said, I don't care about where you're coming from today, but I do care about where you're going. Next, ICC is God's change agent. I believe that God has placed International Community Church on this earth to be a change agent in our world today. Acts chapter 17 and verse 6, notice this phrase in reference to the early church community. Notice what it said about the church. These that have turned the world upside down. Oh, I say let those words be spoken for international community church. I'm not talking about going out here and committing violence and causing chaos, but I'm talking about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with this lost and dying world. How did the early church have that kind of impact on their world in that day? i tell you what they did. It's very simple. They preached Christ crucified. That's what they did. They preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what they did. They lived out what they believed. They, they lived and preached Christ crucified, as Paul put it, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to us Gentiles, but it possessed the power of God to change the human heart from the inside out. Go ahead and give him praise. That's all right. Look, I felt led to share this today. Listen to me. Philosophy looks good on paper, but it's powerless to change the human heart. Political movements, hello, attempt to bring about change. However, they fall very short because their efforts are limited to only work from the outside in.
Military campaigns try to force change on a society, but they can only try to do that from the outside in. But this is where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ enters into the scenario. God introduced the gospel of Jesus Christ into this chaotic crazy, sin-sick world because only the gospel of Jesus Christ possesses the power to bring about long-lasting, life-giving, and true life change into this chaotic world. It takes the good news of the gospel that the church of Jesus Christ possesses. It is the gospel of International Community Church that we preach and teach and live out there among those who don't know the Lord. That will be the agent that's going to bring about true and long-lasting change to this world that we live in today. If you believe that, put your hands together and give Jesus Christ a hand clap of praise. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that holds the power to deliver from sin. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ that has the power to deliver this sin-sick world and give them a better way, a better hope, and a new life in Jesus Christ. You know, I love what Winston Churchill said about war. If anybody knew about war, it was Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill, a man very familiar with military conflict. When man has done all that he can do, he resorts to military exercises. But listen to what he said. Winston Churchill, after going through two world wars, seeing so many tens of thousands of his own people die, his own country demolished, devastated by the violence of war, This is what he said. He said, I have come to the conclusion that war doesn't determine who is right. War only determines who is left. It was a statement in reference to the futility of war to bring about real change to this world. That's why Jesus didn't come into the world thousands of years ago as a warlord. Jesus Christ came into this world as a little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Jesus Christ had not come into this world carrying a sword. an announcing revolution, a political revolution, or even a social revolution necessarily. Jesus Christ came preaching the gospel because Jesus, being omniscient, all-knowing, knew that the gospel is the only thing, the only solution, the only antidote that's going to correct all that what is wrong with this lost and dying world. Somebody give God praise for the gospel of Jesus Christ today. The gospel, on the other hand, changes people's hearts with the love of God and the power of Calvary's cross. You see, the gospel changes us, not from the outside in. God changes us from the inside out. Here at ICC, we love God, and loving God means we also love who God loves. So before I close this out today, let us all ask the question, 
Who does God love? Because who God loves is who we should also love. God loves the sinner. God loves the drug addict. God loves the alcoholic. God loves the destitute. God loves the prostitute. God loves the homosexual. God loves those that are despised. He loves those who are rejected by men. God loves the disdained of society. Guess what? That's who we love too. The only thing that we hate is the spiritual disease called sin that brings isolation, that brings hurt, that brings devastation, that brings pain, that brings suffering into people's lives. We hate sin. We hate what sin does to people's lives. But we love this world of sinners who need Christ crucified on the cross. They need Jesus. And it is up to you and me to show them who Jesus really is today. Can we give Jesus a hand clap of praise in this place this morning? It was because of Christ's disciples embraced their differences. Did you hear that? It was because Christ's disciples embraced their differences rather than resenting their differences. God forbid that we begin to resent our differences. That's what makes all this special. Do you know we learn through the equipping of the saints, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we learn that with every gift that God gives, and remember a gift is a, a power, a special ability to do something beyond average. That's what a spiritual gift is. But with every spiritual gift that is given, there is always a corresponding vulnerability that goes with that strength. Now, why do you think God set it up that way? I'll tell you why. Because he never wants us to forget International Community Church that we need one another. We need one another. I need you and you need me. Areas that I am weak in, you might be strong in. In areas that you are strong in, I am probably weak in. I said we are one body, one Christ, one Lord, one God. We stand in the unity today of the spirit of the living God. Pastor Steve, if you will, and come play softly on the keyboard today. There is plenty more that I could share, but I will not. This morning, maybe at another time. The answer is not what. The answer is who. There is no political party that is the answer to this world's dilemma. There is no social group that holds the answer to this world's dilemma. I said it's not what, it's who. The common denominator that makes a church like ICC even possible is Jesus Christ, the risen Savior, the crucified Lord, the one and only one who was able to bear the sins of mankind upon his own shoulders. This morning in our 9 a.m. class, we've been, we've been talking about 
the kinsman redeemer. Jesus, folks, is our kinsman redeemer. And one of the things that we noted about the kinsman redeemer is that he had to have the right price to pay for his family member's debt. But even if he had the right price, he had to have the willingness to do it. I'm here today, International Community Church, to submit to you the glorious truth of the gospel. That yes, Jesus Christ had the right price. But not only did Jesus have the right price, Jesus was willing. Jesus was willing. Jesus was willing to shed his own blood on Calvary that we might be saved. Jesus was willing to suffer the unspeakable brutality that he went through on the cross that we might be healed. Jesus was willing to be separated from his Father in heaven because of taking on the price of our sin, which meant rejection by the God of heaven. He was willing to go through that torment. He was willing to suffer all those things. Why? Because Jesus loves us all. He loves us all today. Will you stand with me this morning as we get ready to pray? It is the presence of God among us that brings unity to the diversity. The presence of Almighty God. One more time, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and following says, There is one body, say one body. There is one spirit, say one spirit. Just as you are called in one hope, say one hope of your calling. One Lord, say one Lord. One faith, say one faith. One baptism, say one baptism. One God, say one God. Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. If you are here today and you've never joined God's family, I'd like to give you the opportunity to join God's family right now believe me there is nothing like belonging to the family of almighty God you know what growing up way down in the deep south I could sense the presence of God there but I often wondered well I wonder if I move somewhere else well the presence of God would still be the same well I came to Maryland and guess what God is just as real in Maryland as he was out on the Gulf Coast Then God gave me the opportunity to travel across across the ocean all the way over to the Middle East. I went to the Middle East, and you know what? I asked myself the same question. I wonder if I'll be able to feel the presence of God over there, clear on the other side of the planet that I'm able to feel here in Maryland. Well, I traveled to the other side of the world, and guess what I found? I found out that the same presence of God that we sense here as a church body, I sense all the way there on the other side of the planet. Friend, that taught me something. That taught me that we serve a great big God whose presence is just as real over there as it is here. I said we serve a God who is real. We serve a God who delivers. We serve a God today who saves somebody. Give God praise in 
house this morning. Come on, let's praise his name together in this place. Hallelujah. Sing that with us this morning. Sing it. today if you know that you know that you know that you are saved that you are ready if something God forbid but if something were to happen to you today when you're making your way home and you were to stand before the God of heaven today if you know that you know that you know that you would be ready to face God and he would look at you and see the blood of Christ applied to your heart and life. I want you to do me a favor. If you know that you're ready, if you know that you are saved, right where you're standing, I want you to raise your hand real high. If you know that you are ready, in Jesus' name, lift them up high. Lift them up high. Amen. You have a reason to praise God. If you know that you know that you know you're ready to go, you may put your hands down this morning. Now look, a lot of hands, most people's hands went up in response to that question. But listen to me. If you are not able to raise your hand without reservation or hesitation, if you had to stop for a moment or two to think about it, well, I think I'm ready. I think everything is all right between me and God, friend. When you're talking about eternity, I think is not good enough. You need to know. So this is what we're going to do this morning. We're going to pray together. Everybody's going to pray as one. And we're going to ask Jesus. We're going to pray with you, and we want you to pray with us. And ask Jesus to come into your heart and life to forgive you for your sins and cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness because God wants you to know that you're saved. God wants you to know today that you are ready to meet Him beyond the shadow of a doubt. We're going to pray it together. Everybody's going to pray. Is everybody ready? Here we go. Pray this with me. Pray, dear Jesus, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. Come into my heart, dear God. Cleanse me from my sins that are many. Search me and know me today. Forgive me for my trespasses. Forgive me for my sin against you, God. For I believe that you died on the cross for my salvation 
And by your blood, I am cleansed. I am redeemed. I am set free. So forgive me, Jesus. Wash me, Jesus. Set me free. I claim your salvation, your grace, in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe you died and you rose again the third day. And I receive your grace that you died to give me by faith in your name, the name of Jesus. I'm saved because you said I am. I'm redeemed because you died for me. I'm forgiven because you gave me your grace. Now I am a child of God. From this day forward, I will walk by faith, not by sight, as Jesus is my Savior and as your word is my God. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen and amen. Can we give God a great big hand clap of praise today for His salvation, for His grace, for His redemption? Now listen to me. If you prayed that prayer today and you received Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, whether it was for the first time or maybe you just wanted to make sure, maybe you want to wanted to rededicate your heart and life to Christ this morning, will you testify about that today simply by right where you're standing, raise your hand and say, yes, I prayed that prayer this morning. Just raise your hand up high and say, I prayed that prayer. God bless these hands. You see them all around today. You see their testimony today. In Jesus' name, we thank you, God, for them. Oh, somebody give God praise. Somebody rejoice in the Lord today. For God's grace is amazing. God's blood delivers. His grace sets free. We give God praise this morning. I'm going to ask Sister Maria if she would step out over here. You see, if you see Sister Maria, those of you who prayed that prayer with us this morning, I'm asking you, if you will, before you leave here today, I'm not going to embarrass you in any shape, fashion, or form, but before you leave here today, if you will go and you'll see Sister Maria right over here. She's got some things she wants to share with you this morning. And we just want to know who we need to pray for. Look, you're not in this by yourself today. You've got a family right here who will surround you and love you. Weep when you weep. Rejoice when you rejoice. For we are the family of God. Welcome to God's family this morning. Will you pray with me, church family, in this dismissal prayer right now? And let's ask God to... Bless our footsteps as we leave this place of worship this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you, God, right now in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Almighty God, that your word will serve as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Lead us, Almighty God, in the way that we should go. Lead us, O oh God, and direct our footsteps. Lead us, O oh God, in your perfect will. We don't just pray for your acceptable will today. We pray for your perfect will this morning to be done in our hearts and lives. Lead us, Almighty God, in the way that we should go. 
that our lives and all that we are will bring glory and honor to you, God Almighty. Thank you for our church family. Thank you for the unity we celebrate here at ICC. Thank you, God, for what you're going to continue to do in and through us from this day forward. We are excited about what God is going to do here at ICC in Frederick, Maryland. God, you're not done with us yet. As a matter of fact, you're only getting started. And we give you all the glory for it right now. All the honor and all the praise in Jesus' great and holy name. And the whole church said, Amen and amen. God bless you today. Thank you for being with us. Those who prayed that prayer, please don't forget to come by and see Sister Maria before you leave today in the name of Jesus Christ.